Happy Wednesday, recorded during the Plague Year 2020. This is the Andromeda Minute. Each week, we get together to talk about the all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com, the Apollo 13 Minute, the Rocketeer Minute, and the Airport Minute. And I'm Tom Taylor from the Indiana Jones Minute, the Caddyshack Minute, the Blues Brothers Minute, ABC Devo, and the Ditch Diggers. And I'm looking at the guy's butt. <laughs> but for science reasons, of course. Yeah, oh, totally. It's above so, board. Yeah. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I've seen my share of purplish butts before. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. This is... Uh, this is one of those things where you walk away and go, oh, I never knew that part. I think that's if, if you get instructed about anything, you learn a little bit about uh, lividity. Right. Uh, yeah. That is, if you if you haven't had a, as I did, I had a grandmother-in-law who uh, raised uh, yardbird chickens. And uh, if you wanted to see, if you want to know how to drain a chicken after you've cut its head <laughs> off, you just uh, point its feet at the sky and just let it sit outside on a on a clothesline. That makes a great deal of sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, <laughs> no lividity in, in those chickens. No. Um, but the uh, the point that uh, Dr. Hall is trying to make in this particular minute, uh, he, he kind of has to have a, a little bit uh, more show and tell than than you'd expect in a G-rated film from 1971. Right. This uh, this arm that he just saws into is incredible. This uh, that's 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 a much better effect than a movie from 1971 has any business having. Yeah, it's, I mean, remarkable, all that, that hairy arm. I, I, it's totally believable. It's yeah. <laughs> I was I looked at, I, I was trying to see if, okay, is it a guy's arm with, like, a thing on it, like, with some powdery stuff, and you can cut into that part or something? But no, I think the whole thing is a big, because he digs into that thing. He carves it yeah. like a Christmas goose or something. He goes oh, right yeah. into it and yeah, he, uh, kind of peels back the wrist a little bit and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a fully fake arm, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, and the, the little uh, audio edition where it sounds like the sandy blood is pouring down on top of rice paper or something. You're like, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty dry yeah. gravel coming out of him. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm just impressed by the coloring of, I mean, not just the blood, but the, the skin tones are very different. The hair is different lengths, and uh, yeah. it just looks like that, that poor uh, dead actor uh, guy, Jason Johnson was his name. Who, okay. Who, who, by the way, has a rather impressive, uh, I mean, he was in Westerns and all kinds of gangster movies in the 30s and 40s. He had quite was he always a dead guy? Did he like uh, a corner of the dead guy market? I guess, I guess eventually this was his uh, his <laughs> lot in life, you know. Just, which, you know, if you think about it, he could probably have gotten long after his uh, his life was done. He could just continue to be yeah. in a, you know, uh, It's an amazing, uh, amazing career move. I just wondered what his agent said. Okay, you're going to be a body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a dust-filled body. Yeah, and you know, there's an extra fifty dollars in for if we can fill your arm full of a red sand. Yeah, they're gonna start to take off your pants, but they're gonna cut away just before we see your butt. So don't worry about it. It's gonna be very tasteful. <laughs> the, plot <laughs> demand, the plot demands that you're gonna lose your pants. So. It is funny um, that like in the minute before the previous one, like we had, or maybe not the minute, but like you know, we, we, they're they're looking all the windows, and you know, the, there's they they linger and even zoom in on the one young naked woman, or at least topless woman. You know, with the breasts and everything. Yeah. But then, you know, we're totally denied seeing this guy's uh, non-pooling blood butt. That yeah. seems like a crime. Thanks a lot, movie. Yeah. And this, you know, I can't get over that the MPAA said, sure, this is a G-rated film. I'm just, you know, thinking yeah. as an 11-year-old, I was quite struck by, <laughs> golly. Yeah. First, you were surprised that it was taking place on the day that you were seeing it. Yeah. And then you also got to see boobs. Yes, boobs and uh, 
<laughs> and carving somebody's hand open. Yeah. You know, just this is a dead horse in the bed and a year before. Gosh, so, you know what's really interesting? The the first movie I think of where I think, boy, G didn't used to mean what it does now is Robert Wise's uh Star Trek the Motion Picture. Because ah. that movie has some really disturbing stuff in it, like that whole transporter malfunction oh, yeah. thing. It's not gory or anything, but it's very disturbing to like a little, you know, whatever, eight-year-old Tom Taylor or something. Yeah, I, I'm wondering yeah. if uh, Robert Wise had some kind of a pull with Jack Valenti. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's he like, Come on, pull me a G. That's okay. It'll, it'll Come work. Come on. A uh, couple um, nightmares. Nope, not a big deal. Come on. One thing I am not sure about, I mean, maybe there was a missing scene, but... Remember uh, 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 last time we were talking about how he laid the guy down so he could look at his butt. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get to the the wide shot as they're trying to pack away the uh, satellite, he's uh, f- his feet are pointing at the ceiling. So I oh mean, weird. Yeah, I mean maybe when he grabbed his arm to cut it open, he flipped them over. I, we didn't see that part, but it just was kind of a a weird uh, a weird move. And, well, that is uh, crazy. I just noticed in uh, in scrubbing back and forth over the minute when we're or over the seconds where we're seeing him, he's not quite playing dead too well because he's kind of tapping his foot. I'm seeing that too. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's too bad. Well, he did. He it did best. such he, a great job until then. Maybe it's like the uh, Carol Burnett thing where you tug on your ear. He's just kind of waving at his. <laughs> that's at his a family. message to his grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive, Grandma. It's okay. Yeah. It's just a movie. <laughs> uh, or maybe that wasn't even the same guy. Maybe they're like, oh, shoot, we need a body for this shot. We didn't realize the body was going to be in it, and they just got, like, the key yeah, grip Larry, or something. Larry, get in there. and you got to <laughs> here. Are you a size 9 floor shine? Here, put these on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good enough. And it just uh, – it, I do like the I do like the, the byplay between Hall and Stone here where mm-hmm. uh, he said there isn't a – you know, there isn't a, a, an organism on Earth, and then uh, Stone gets to top him with all there. It used to be. And right, just, right. Uh and this is the f- I did not realize there were left-handed and uh, right-handed uh, uh, Plantronic headsets because uh, Hall's wearing oh, the yeah, right ear side and uh, yeah Stone has his left lefty one. If you were going to wear one of these things, would you have it from the right or from the left? I sometimes wear one at work, and I think I have it on the right. Yeah, and I, I don't I, know if I made that conscious decision or if that's just the way I've been doing it. I don't know if they all come that way or if they're reversible. Or... Mine's reversible, actually. I can flip it around. Oh, okay. But I usually just have it on the right. I'm trying to think. I don't I, know why. I think I wear, I, I've, I've worn headsets to the right because I think I'm, I, I'm left-handed. So I want to be able to see what I'm writing. And the uh, microphone, if it were coming from the left, it would be blocking my view. And I think um, Gene Kelly in um, Dial M for Murder wore hers on the right side. So that she could, no, I'm just talking. <laughs> she's got yeah. that crazy explanation yeah. of why she walks to the other side of the desk and carries the phone with her yes. left hand. Or, yeah, yeah it's, it, well, it's a, you know it's, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I know where you're at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's um, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm trying to figure out if they were using the microphones to record this or if they were doing automatic dial. You know, the ADR, the when he was when he was talking. Oh wow. I can't imagine that they would have been able to get good audio for the movie from those things. Yeah, because I was but thinking be he's like five quarts of blood. That, you know, I think that's what <laughs> right. it would sound like. But uh, I don't know. I mean, and ADR at the time was pretty good. And I, I, mm-hmm. I know, you know, and since Robert Wise started out as an audio engineer and an audio editor, 
I think he would be very insistent on making sure the ADR was just right. So that's and actually probably the having them in helmets and suits like this probably is very forgiving to whatever like unnaturalness yeah. of the ADR there could be, which happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, it could, could be a studio. It, if a studio sound wouldn't really matter. Right, right. So, They're um, supposed to sound weird. Yeah, just picturing them both standing in front of a large velocity microphones like a, <laughs> like a Frank, Frank Sinatra album cover, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take a look at his butt, you. Uh, so oh, and ding, ding. the uh, the al- the not the alarm, the chime on his little Seth Thomas clock goes ding, and it's quarter after the hour, which which is reminding them that they've got a they've got a lot of ticking clocks in this uh, in yeah. this movie. I mean, there's so many there's so many deadlines that they've got to hit, and so yeah. uh, I don't know if wise really if if it's a wise thing or if it's a Crichton thing. Um, I a lot of movies. Back then, seem I'm, I not as much lately, but back then there always seemed to be something with a timer or a you know a buzzer or something or some kind of a countdown. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that seemed to be a trope of of 1970 in particular. I mean, uh, uh, there's thing you know there's bombs that are supposed to go off. And, uh, one of the movies that I think of with uh, well, I mean we're, we get a big we get a big clock at the end of this thing. But th- this is, you know, I think Goldfinger started all of that, and then it just it's oh, sure. from there. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they didn't have sort of self-imposed, you know, like if the movie didn't have self-imposed, uh, you know, clocks and, and, and things that had to happen at a certain time, it could be, I can kind of see, like, well, there's no immediate danger. Like, even they sort of think that. Like, they're not in a huge race against time. Once they're in like wildfire, they thought, well, you know, hey, the the town exploded. They think the town exploded. It got the yep. got nuked. I'm like, oh, we'll just kick up our heels, figure this out, have a sandwich, you know, whatever. No sugar in our coffee, but we'll still have a sandwich, you know, and we'll figure this out. But yeah, you kind of they keep sort of imposing, you know, time limits yeah. on it and clocks and 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 yeah, ticking time bombs and stuff, which kind of yeah. makes sense, I guess, just for the yeah, and- you know, keeping things interesting and exciting. And at least, you know, it's, I mean, the 1970 movies did have a, a, even though they were exciting, they did have a glacial pace. And this is, <laughs> yeah. a, as a whole, this is a pretty glacial movie. Yeah. Um, I flirted with the idea of uh, watching this with my son. And I, as as I was watching, I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't watch it. He would not have sit, uh, sat still for this. Like, not only would it have been kind of, he would have been jarred by like, they, they do a lot of like unannounced time jumping back and forth towards the beginning yeah and that would have thrown him and uh yeah he just went, oh my god they're still decam- de- decontaminating oh my god oh they're still talking about the thing oh he doesn't get what the key does he no he doesn't start the bomb he turns off the bomb oh my god he would have been very very bored yeah this this is whatever the opposite of attention deficit this is like attention mandatory and <laughs> yeah. and really i i think a solid 40 minutes of this thing is watching people going through a physical exam you, yeah you, you know, just, which i love i mean and yeah. i know you do too it's it's fan- I, I was saying the other day it's like a, it's like asmr for nerds yes yeah exactly <laughs> it's you know, just it's like, like oh i'm gonna watch this two hour thing of people <laughs> just walking around in jumpsuits yeah. pulling yeah. you know using mechanical arms and you know, yeah, talking yeah, about petri dishes and killing yeah, monkeys—it's going to be great. They're, they're zo- you know zooming in on teletype machines. It's like, what's it going to? What's the <laughs> yeah. next line? It's going to type. Oh, my oh gosh. this is yeah. Well, that's three... the end of the line. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it just it's strangely comforting. You think, oh, these are you know these are all pieces of technology, and together together with the technology, it'll, it will get through the day. And you can yeah, just, uh, yeah. Just enjoy it. All you need um, is a secret base. Yeah. <laughs> Five stories deep. Secret bases. Yeah. I know we're going to be talking about this in the future when we get to wildfire, but have you wondered about what the people do on like level three? 
That is interesting because it does. It did throw me this time watching it when I was like, "Oh, okay, there really were people." Like, I, I, I think it's a uh, Hall's technician who's helping him out, saying like, "Oh, yeah, we, we you know we do these drills and stuff. We're here all the time, like waiting for something to happen, and now something's finally happened." And you're like, "Oh, God, yeah, they're there all the time." Or even like the guy like at the agricultural station, like, "How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he doing all day? <laughs> Just waiting to say howdy to somebody with a busted watch." Yeah, and if if they don't say yeah, if they don't say the right thing, then he's got to pull out a machine gun and blow them all through <laughs> exactly. the door, you know. Yeah. And uh you know, and how many people are buried out in that that cornfield that you know supposedly yeah. Department of Agriculture. It's good fertilizer. I, and I was I other things coming up in this in this movie is when his uh, nurse Karen when she's off duty does she have to go back through the five levels and oh my God. walk out the door and then you know every time she goes out to like if she wants to go to the 7-Eleven and pick up a couple of uh, moon pies or something yeah. that means an, another enema when you get back. <laughs> So it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if she takes a vacation day, do they factor? Like does does you know does she get ten vacation days? But that's minus the sixteen yeah. hours of re decontamination. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and how much how much more do you have to do? Do you have to do the physical where they're asking you all the questions if you're allergic to ragweed pollen and right? Like some or, of that stuff has to be on file by now, but they still have to you know the suppository doesn't you know yeah it's not the same one from last time. You got to redo it. Yeah. Or you know how many epithelial layers can you take off before you know you start seeing bone? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, no, you can't take Thanksgiving and Christmas because that would be too much. You'd lose too much yeah. skin. Space space it out a little more. Yeah, you know, there's just people that look like they've re-entered the atmosphere when you get you know. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's it, there's there's so many questions. I I would like to. I wish there were an Andromeda TV series. Just a oh. well, it was an Andromeda TV series, but that was with uh, the Hercules guy. Right. But, yeah, but if if you. Yeah, what would the daily life be for those wildfire people? Yeah. And are they all ticked off that, you know, here's this this away mission? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't wouldn't the wildfire guys be well well more prepared than sending out your the, the guys that invented this thing? I Right, or at least, you know, have them come along like we were saying last yeah. time, like, you know, hey, we're here. We we know the stuff, we know the drill, we know what we're doing. We can, we know more than this surgeon who just found out he's on the team like yesterday. <laughs> He didn't we even know why it was service. Yeah, and you know he didn't even know it was important to be single. So <laughs> right, just, uh, I was just going to have dinner with some lady tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> oh well, so much for that. Wow. Well, the uh, the minute ends watching them cart the uh, uh, satellite out to the out to the van, which it looks like I, I guess they would either put it in the van or since it was time to go, did they really need to load up the van? Wouldn't they just wave in Dempsey? I, I wasn't. Wasn't exactly sure what their next intended steps were. We're going to have a different... It does feel like they drove a little bit to get here, but I don't know if they had to. Like, I think they were driving because they had the tracker thing in the van, and that's how they found where this was. But, yes, it does seem like they could have just walked back to the church or wherever it is that they're going to meet Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're pretty much parked in front of the church. If you look to the left, there's that pink 57 Chevy. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's the church is, like... Right to the left. There's only, <laughs> it's right. the parking lot where they got dropped off in. So I, I don't know how much they need that van for. Yeah. But, well, it's, uh, you know, it, it, if you get to thinking too much about this stuff, then it it, right. it, it breaks it. So um, very, very delicate ice s- sculpture here. <laughs> ah, wow. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit more about things are going to change rather suddenly in the next minute. So uh, oh, let's, yeah. let's hold off on that for the uh, end of the week. Uh, for folks who would like to listen to previous episodes of this show, of course, you know where to find it. It's at andromedaminute.com or in any of the popular podcatchers like Apple Podcasts. And you don't know, even got to do the whole drill. You know, it's, uh, if you can get a podcast, you know where it's at. If you'd like to talk back with us, though, 
on social media. We're always available at Facebook at Project Wildfire or on, uh, uh, what's that big thing? Oh, Twitter. Twitter at oh, yeah. Andromeda Minute. And uh, Tom, where can people find you? Where can people talk back to you? Uh, you can talk back to me at uh, Indiana Jones Minute. We have our group over there, uh, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade over on Facebook. Um, and my Caddyshack and Blues Brothers co-hosts and I just started the Ditch Diggers uh, show, which uh, has the Ditch Diggers listeners hole over on Facebook. And on that show, we just sort of started it uh, in the midst of uh, this, you know, vi- year of the virus. Um, and we're just sort of uh, going sort of week by day by week, sort of uh, checking in on each other and seeing how life is and self-quarantine and sheltering in place and and uh, seeing what happens and checking in on each other's sanity. And you get to listen in. And it's fantastic. It's a great time capsule of what this is like. So your grandkids can listen in and go, huh, <laughs> Grandpa really had a lot of spare time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's some interesting wow. takes on Phil Collins. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. Well, uh, we will be back on Friday where uh, we're going to hear some strange noises. And uh, uh, in the meantime, while you're while you're waiting, please wash your hands. Uh, keep a safe distance. And uh, together we'll all get through this. So uh, we'll see you here on Friday on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.